Okay, let me apologize right out of the starting gate. For those that listen as a podcast, we are running quite a bit late today. I'll explain why in just a few minutes. Do have some news stories to share and a few things that I want to share from my heart. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A lot of things that I want to share, some news stories, things that I want to continue from our talk yesterday, and just a few things that have just been on my heart and my mind. And the only word that comes to mind when I think of my personal situation, my ministry situation, and this radio program situation, all of it, we have come to a crossroad. We have come to a a fork in the road, so to speak. Remember the words of the famous Yogi Berra, when you get to the fork in the road, take it. And, and that's kind of how I feel today. It's not a bad thing. It's not a sad thing. But I think that God is in the midst of doing something in many areas of my life. There's going to be some changes, I know, down the road. Uh, This program's direction may change a little bit. I think it's going to have to change a little bit. And that has nothing to do with my health at all. I think the health problem, it's a reminder of how, how fragile we can be and how not to assume you can live forever. This has been a good reminder that I can't do everything for everybody all the time. That I need to pace myself and I need to determine what things are the most important things that I should be doing. And I'll talk about that in just a little while. And I've got, you know, my wife and I, we were up late last night. I couldn't sleep. One of the, one of the negative things with what I'm going through um is I'm becoming a bit of an insomniac. And that's something I never had before in my life. But some of the things that my body has gone through in recent weeks has just flat worn me out. The last time I felt this tired um, was back earlier this year when we believe we probably had Omicron Uh, didn't last long with the sneezing and coughing, but the fatigue hung in there for weeks. And in some ways, I kind of feel like that today. A little weak, a little out of breath, but then then again, I lost enough blood to where I'm iron poor and iron supplements can cause me other issues. So I'm just going to have to realize that it takes weeks literally four to seven or eight weeks to get your your blood built back up or more. So we're taking supplements, trying to eat the right foods. Then you get nights like last night. I took a little nap yesterday afternoon. Okay, that's fine, just a couple of hours. And then when it came time to go to bed, it's 11 o'clock. Then it's midnight. Then it's 2 a.m. Then it's 3.30. I got up. Tried to do some reading. Tried to get my mind into going to sleep. It was close to 5 o'clock this morning before I ever got some sleep. And then I'm up by 9. So 
I'm working on a sleep deficit today, and I hope that you kind of bear with me. The other problem is when you have uh, low iron, you're just tired and out of breath. And normally after you've eaten, it's, it's even worse for a little while. So I have these up and down moments, and I understand, and I'm just an impatient person. I want to be well yesterday, not tomorrow, not next month. And so I do the best that I can to prioritize the things that I need to do. And so I'll talk about that in a little bit. And, and I want to share with you, it really is on my heart and my mind. And, and I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited that I'm still, I still feel needed and, and wanted. And we're living in a very challenging time in a very weird and strange world. And so I, I want to share what, what God laid upon me in these last several days. And, and my wife was so kind to get up and, and knew that I'm just struggling with this sleep pattern being messed up and everything and just not feeling overall good. And dealing with the burden of making some hard decisions in regards to my years in ministry and where, where is God calling me to be? And I'll share what's on my mind. I promise I will do it on today's program what I'm debating. You might be very excited about it. We'll see. And and with that in mind, you know, the radio program and online shortwave, all of it, there is still a reason and a purpose. We are being prepared for something I don't believe that most Americans would even can't even fathom. And they're going to blindly fall into, well, a loss of more loss of freedom than they can ever believe they could lose. And many will do it willingly. I'll explain that in just a moment. We live in a world that I think has gone bonkers. What used to be right is wrong, wrong is right. Normalcy is criticized and condemned. Aberrant behavior is celebrated. Cultural norms have been destroyed. And the idiots and the satanic demonic are in charge of everything of importance, including our school systems. Now, I saw I saw a, a story that, and this comes, uh, this is called the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. Now, this particular school is in Fairfax County, Virginia. Yeah, that's where the woke elites that work in federal government seem to live and where some of the nuttiest things imaginable in this state occur. That in Loudoun County, Alexandria. That, that whole region is full of nutty people that work for the federal government they're the entrenched bureaucrats. They're just uh, the ones that feel entitled. I'm surprised they haven't gotten rid of the name Thomas Jefferson yet. I mean, I shouldn't say that. They probably will. They're probably working on it. To give you an idea of the complete degenerates that run our school system are, you know, I look at what has happened in schools all across the United States. 
and we have so many layers of administrations and administrators and and layers of bureaucracy and unions and and everything and and the idea of education has become secondary it is a social justice warrior indoctrination center we're going to get your mind right with lgbtq we're going to get your mind right because you're in the wrong body we need to get you gendered correctly these demons that inhabit the these minds, hearts, and souls of these people that run these schools laugh at me all you want. But they do stupid and abhorrent things. So you have two administrators. And what have they been doing at the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology? Understand, this is a, a school that is, was founded many years ago For those that are working hard to get an education, to go on to a college and have a good career. This is not a school you just show up to or should not be a school you just show up to. Yeah, I want to be in science and technology, but I don't want to work for it. I don't want to have to have good grades. I I just want to I just want to get the, you know, the sheepskin. And so what has happened there? is that the notifications that come out from the National Merit Awards are not being given to the students. And this is detrimentally affecting their ability to apply to better colleges and universities. In other words, the schools know that they have received these awards and scholarships. The students do not know they've got them. They have been shafting the students and their families by hiding this. Because, see, it's unfairly going to Asians. The ones that work hard to keep their 4-0 grade point averages up. And they're wondering why these students, for years, they're finding out after the fact that they were National Merit Award Scholars. The stu- the, the, these administrators are hiding it. They don't want that to get out to these white and Asian students that work hard. See, the administrator involved in this, her name is Anne, uh, I can't, this is a hard name to pronounce, at least the way it's as tired as I am. Her name is Anne, let's leave it at that. She is the director of student services, and she's been withholding this information for years. She's a woke, abortion-loving, transgender-affirming Democrat. And this is the kind of crap and trash and garbage that is running the schools in this country. They should be fired. They should be sued. Every student that couldn't get into a university because they were lacking the National Merit Scholarship, they should sue her for a million bucks. And there are hundreds of these students. These are the top three students, 3% nationwide. Only one in 50,000 students get that distinction. And this reprobate, this demonic, baby-killing, loving I can't say the word on radio. I'm so angry. Decides it's her job 
to withhold this because it's not fair to she they have a policy by the way in this school for the gifted you start with a passing grade for just showing up to class and not even doing your work we want to have equal outcomes we want everybody to be an a student they want everybody to win it doesn't matter if you don't do a lick of homework or study doesn't matter if you don't complete your work You have students that go to this so-called school for the gifted that are lazy and ignorant. By the way, ignorance can be cured by education, but they don't want an education. They just want a free pass. And this gal, director of student services, wants equal outcome, and she's so determined we have to have equal outcome. They spend more time on gender reassignment than they do on letting people know, by the way, these almost four years you spent here working hard, trying to get ahead for yourself, homework, long hours, you have received an award that only one in 50,000 students get. But we didn't want to tell you because it might offend a minority or some lazy person. We can't have that. We demand. We demand equal outcomes. And so these students are missing out on these great presentations that should be occurring to be rewarded for their hard work. And then you find out these these students end up going elsewhere. They could have gone to some incredibly great university, but they can't. This is theft. This woman stole from them what they have worked hard for to earn. And she thinks she is righteous. She doesn't want to have this protected class of gifted students. She wants equal outcomes. And so can you imagine, let's say you are just graduating college, you know, not a bad college, you know, let's say, oh, I'm trying to think of a few that are decent, but they would not be, quote, the super expensive Ivy League school like MIT. And to think you could have gotten into an MIT, but you thought you couldn't because you didn't make the National Merit Scholarship. You didn't get on the list And so you didn't even know you could apply. All of it was intentional by this woman to deny those students for years. Imagine you're graduating, and I'm not making fun of this school. It's actually a pretty good one. My brother went there, Clarkson College of Technology, upstate New York, right there on the Canadian line, where there's two seasons, winter and 4th of July, on the St. Lawrence River. It's a good school, and you can do well career-wise. But imagine if you could have gone to MIT and had that on your resume. How many dollars per year in income have you now lost because this woman wanted equal outcomes? People, this is why 
the public school system in the United States is now an indoctrination center and it's destroying the minds of young children. You get a school in Fairfax County that actually is designed to challenge students and gifted students. Then you get a reprobate like this woman that decides she doesn't like the fact that there's some students that are really working hard and getting good grades while others, their grades aren't as good. Everybody has to win. Every, it's got to be equal outcome. This is demonic. This takes excelling and working hard out of the equation. It turns people into lazy, worthless drones that do as they're told to get their, their basic income, their gaming time. These are the same people that scream equal outcomes, basic equal income. I need a free phone. Yeah, you give me all the stuff that I want and I'll support you. And here this woman is withholding and has been for years. And the school board's attitude, well, we probably should have done it differently. The school board should be sued. Anybody that hired her and defends this woman and what this war on our kids. This is a war on students that are working hard to achieve and do well with themselves. And Fairfax County, they don't bother to even respond. Oh, it's a mistake. We should have done better. The only way to fix this, number one, the school board and every administrator that knew anything about this needs to be fired immediately. They need to lose their pensions and all that goes with it, and they need to be sued by every parent whose child was robbed and had this stolen from them. And I'm figuring that a million dollars per each student per person that let this happen. I don't care if they're $50 million in debt, these educators. Fire them, put them into poverty. Let them understand the word justice. They scream social justice. It's time you have a taste of what real justice is. As Christians, we have to come up with something to get our children out from under the clutches of these demons. These individuals are either the sickest, most despicable, most disgusting humans on the face of the earth, or they're demonically possessed. Yes, I know you're in the eighth grade, but I think you're in the wrong body. We're, we're going to fix that. But don't tell your mom and dad now. They will never understand. Get out, get out from among them. And do not touch the unclean thing. The high school that I went to 50 years ago and graduated. I know is not the same high school today. I can imagine with all the wokeness in New York State, 
that comes out of Albany. Can you imagine bringing your hunting rifle to school today? 50 years ago, we didn't think twice about it during hunting season. Can you imagine having a Bowie knife strapped to your ankle today? (laughs) I'm serious. We used to do it all the time. Used to show the knives off to our teachers and principals. Hey, where'd you get that? It was a different world and a different time. But see, education, we knew it 100 years ago. Let's go back to Woodrow Wilson and company, and even some before then. They knew if they could ever get a hold of the public education system, in time they could create this socialistic society, which now these progressive these progressives really want to see as a one world order. And this is the tide in which we're trying to swim against. Now, I, I could, I got a couple of other quick stories here. And I, we, there's a, you, you get it, what's happened. This is, this is nationwide. This is not an isolated incident. This is everywhere. Saw a story. And, you know, you don't want to believe these things are happening. I'm, like I say, I'm, in a couple of years, I'll be 70 years old. No big deal. And I'm thinking of the toy companies that I used to remember. Oh, companies like Mattel. How about Fisher-Price? I, I mean, remember good old Fisher-Price? I'm thinking of kids and grandkids. And you, you assumed you could just buy toys from them. And, and they're going to be, you know, a reputable company that's been around since, well, since... The beginning of the United States, it's, it seems like. I know it isn't, but. Fisher-Price has a toy called the RuPaul Drag Race Transdoll. It's designed for toddlers. I kid you not. And many toy companies have gone into all this demonic wokeness I mean, Walmart. Yeah, you remember th- Remember 20 years ago? Proudly made in America. The China Mart. They would occasionally find an American product to make a big deal out of it. They've even given up on doing that. So you got Fisher Price's RuPaul Drag Race Trans Doll for toddlers. It is a... All right, I know that this is on radio, and I know some of the stations, uh, are, a couple of our Christian stations, and I'm, I'm going to apologize up front. Thankfully, the stations that aired, it's late at night. It is a girl with a penis doll. Yeah. And even Walmart has a body pillow that is shaped like a male penis. It's advertised for adults and children. And the picture to sell the item shows a young girl snuggling up to this massive thing. Oh, that's rare, Bob. No, it's getting through. If that could get through, that's not an accident. That's not an accident at all. 
there, I mean, there, there's some other things that are out there. Now, to give you an idea of how all this is playing out as they try to infect and destroy your children, and, and make no, no mistake about this, this is gender health care is destruction of health care. It is not health care at all. And to believe that there's some massive number of millions of kids that are in the wrong bodies is purely demonic. American Girl, which is an extremely popular doll company, released a 96-page book. It's called A Smart Girl's Guide to Body Image with a section entitled Gender Joy. This book is recommended on Amazon for fourth graders through sixth graders and is encouraging children to delay puberty. Oh, yeah, delay it. And I'm reading from the book right now. I'm looking. I've got a picture of the pages. And I'm just going to share this. And it says, being transgender is not an illness or something to be ashamed of. If you're questioning your gender identity, or if you now know for sure that you're trans or non-binary, talk to an adult you trust. Maybe even a parent or definitely a school counselor. That trusted person will connect you with a specially trained doctor who can help you decide what's best for your body. At first, you and the doctor might talk about wearing the clothes and using the pronouns like he, she, or they that make you feel more comfortable. If you haven't gone through puberty, the doctor might offer medicine to delay it for a while, giving you some time to think about your gender identity. And if you've already gone through puberty, a doctor can still help. Studies show that transgender and non-binary kids who get help from doctors um, and and they, they and here's a lie, by the way. This is not true. The statistics actually are absolutely the opposite of this. Kids who get help from doctors have much better mental health than those that don't. Talk to those kids several years down the road, not several weeks down the road. Turn to the resource page 95 for more information. They are pushing this. Teachers are pushing this on kindergartners, first and second graders. Let me ask you a question. What were you aware of? I'm trying to think back to my days in kindergarten, in the first and second grade. What did I know? Girls had cooties. That's all I knew. That's all I needed to know. Nothing about who I was at that point in time made me feel that I should have been a girl. There was nothing deep inside of me troubling me. And girls that I knew, yeah, they're like my age today. I know a few that I can remember from kindergarten through the eighth grade that I still know. And we look back now, we're going, where did this come from and to push it in the school system and toys 
Satan and his hordes of demons are doing their best to come to seek out and destroy your children. The ones they, they can't get killed in the womb, they will confuse and destroy their lives, their bodies, their ability to have their own children. Yeah, transgenderism has a really bad habit of destroying reproduction. And as these individuals get older, their odds of suicide are much greater when they realize what a mistake they made that they can't repair. Once you've had that hysterectomy, you can't go back. Once you have destroyed your sexual organs as a male, you can't go back. And you wake up one day and realize they lied to me. And those that lie to you don't care because they're responding to the impulses of demons and they feel they're doing God's work. The world is going to get worse. And when I come back, I told you that I wanted to talk about a few things yesterday. I just never got to them. And What's going on in the background and some of the decisions that would you help me today and tomorrow and Thursday pray about? I need to give some answers to some people very soon, no later than this weekend. Something's happening that's very exciting. Now, I am a little tired today, but that's okay. I'll, I'll just take a moment to take a break with you and we'll be back and I'll share with you what's on my heart and my mind and kind of wind up this little conversation do you believe in what we're doing if you do I need to hear from you and I'm going to tell you some of the things that are going to I believe happen with this radio program it's all positive by the way and some other ministry opportunity it all, it's all going to actually come together but shortwave airtime I wish Keeping up is one thing. To improve it and add to it is another. And and I really believe the time has come that we're going to need more avenues, and you'll understand in the next half hour after the break. You can help us from our website, by the way. Truth2Ponder.com Truth2Ponder.com And we use Give, Send, Go for those that prefer to pay online. It's a wonderful way to do it. And I'm glad they're there. We no longer use PayPal. We use Give, Send, Go only. Or you can make a check or money order out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. That's Chilhowee, Virginia. That's C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. That's P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. That's 24319. I'll give the address again right on the other side of the break. So if you didn't get a chance to get a something to write with, you'll have three minutes. And I'll give you that address again. We'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The second chance coming up. 
Shalom Lechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, we begin a new year, but in Hebrew, the word for year is Shana. The word Shana can mean a number of things. Shana comes from the Hebrew word for two. And it's it's interesting because one of its meaning is the second. Every year is, in a sense, called the second. Or, or in other words, every new year is a Shana, a second chance. A second chance to do the Lord's will. See, this year may not have gone the way you wanted to. Chances are you messed up or things didn't go, uh, you know, or you didn't do what you wanted to do or you didn't have the victories you hoped for. You didn't arrive at the place you wanted to be or you didn't overcome all those bondages or sins or, you know, you're not where you wanted to be. But take heart because this is a new year. And in Hebrew, that means it's a it's a new Shana. It means it's a second chance. You have a second chance to have that victory. You've got a second chance, my friend, to do it right. You have a second chance to overcome that sin. This year is a second chance to break out of that bondage. A second chance to show love to that person. A second chance to make it right. A second chance to rise up to your calling. A second chance to live as you were called to live. Because God is the God of second chances. And after that second chance is all used up, He'll have another second chance for you, my friend. And then another second chance. Because his mercies are new every morning. So my friend, go for it. Do it right by the power of his grace. Live a life you're called to live. Live the year you're called to live. Win the victory you're called to win. It's a new year. That means it's a Shana. That means it's your second chance to triumph. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy second chance. Le Shana Tova. Now, how'd you like to be blessed to help you this year uh, with special uh, power, you know? You can have a super spiritual life with a super super uh, spiritual supplement. A super life of God, that's Sapphires. A free gift subscription, it'll bless your life and the incredible also mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. All free. How do you get this? All free. Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, to be- receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed, but call now. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the great commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. You will be blessed. And let me tell you, the farthest way you can ever touch the world through shortwave radio, you can be part. Here's how. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 076. 44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem. Listen, go for it, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah. Hasar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Tuesday. Once again, my apologies for those that listen as a podcast. We're running late today. Normally by now, the program, it comes out earlier in the day for, as a podcast. And, and it, we were just making it on time to be on radio. And so I'm thankful, of course, for all the opportunities that we have for this program to be heard. Right now, I'm thankful that we can even be heard as a podcast. I know the day is going to come when the the distribution of this program may get more restricted. I get it. I know it. I know there are places out there that people tell me about, like Rumble for one and a couple of others, you know, they where anything goes. 
I don't spend a whole lot of time watching videos. I just don't have the time because I do more than just this radio program. And I have other ministry things that, that have been on my heart and my mind. And for a number of months now, I have been dealing with a very, well, a health issue that has made my life a little bit difficult. And so, you know, I've, I've been trying to work around this. And now that we know what it is and we can treat it, and I, I really believe, by God's grace, as we get into the first quarter of 2023, that I should be a lot stronger and I should be feeling a lot better. But in the midst of all this, and, and I, and I kind of mentioned some of this the other day in, 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 in my thinking. Oh, by the way, for those that did get a pen and pencil ready for the mailing address, because I know sometimes we kind of sneak it up on you going to the break or coming out of the end of the radio program. Maybe this time you actually have that pen and paper or pencil, if you're like me. If you can help us financially, you can always go to the website, truth2ponder.com, if you want to support us online. And we use a Christian organization to do that. Or if you'd prefer, you can write a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, and you can put Truth to Ponder, Ancient Word, my name, it doesn't matter. All the ministry stuff that I do is sharing that P.O. box. And then it's separated, just based on, we can pretty well tell it belongs to the radio ministry or something else. And you make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. Nice little post office here, by the way. Nice people. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. That's C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. couple of really fast stories to kind of, they're part of what I was sharing just a moment. and only take me a minute or two to go through them. But I, I forgot this one thing in the first segment. Yeah, being tired and a little rundown. You know, maybe I need that bottle of Geritol after all. Um, according to Walmart and Amazon and, and all the big box stores and Target or Target, Christmas is over, man. We got to move on. But in the real world of the Christian faith, today is just day number three. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Now, as I was scanning some of the news stories that I thought I'd share with you today, I'm just going to share with you just a few crazy headlines. And, and there's a reason I'm doing this. If I had the time, I'd read the stories, but today I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to just run through a few headlines. These are real, true headlines. In Seattle, biological male who came in 72nd on the boys' track team when he declared himself transgender is now first place on the girls' team. Another headline, leaked internal messages, and you've seen this everywhere. I I haven't even wasted a lot of time on this story. We've been chronicling this for over two years. Leaked internal messages show that Twitter employees debating, you know, how to ban conservatives. Yeah, 
they were and and we don't do that well then how do some people that had a quarter million followers and and retweets go from a quarter million to just a couple hundred overnight despicable organization i got news for you if you i'm going to go out on a limb here if you believe that all the social media giants of the world today that's twitter prior to elon musk getting involved facebook instagram tiktok all of it and tiktok is actually an extension of the chinese government but if you think for one moment that these were true entrepreneurial spirited young high school or college kids in a dormitory or a garage that came up with this stuff you're crazy and let me give you a reason why i say that especially in light of Facebook. There was a a social media thing that started right ahead of of, uh, Facebook. And they just never could get any real traction. It was called MySpace. Remember that? MySpace? Oh, yeah, that's like a million years ago, Bob. It never much impressed me. And when I went, when I was working in emergency management, I kept being bugged by people. Hey, Bob, we got to look into this Twitter thing. We got to look into, you know, text messaging. We got to look into, you know, to get, you know, if we ever have a tornado, we got to let people know. We need Facebook. We need, so I got myself my first Facebook account. And then I got my first personal Twitter account that I had a one for the emergency management agency and the law enforcement agency to which we were attached. And, 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 you know, the rest is kind of history. And I will tell you that in 2008, nine, 10, I could care less about any of it. It didn't appeal to me, but over time it seemed to become more, and I'll use the word addictive and, and the good thing was suddenly I was connecting with people I hadn't talked to since like high school or even elementary school. So in that regard, it was good. But somebody pointed out that the, and, and I've read this and I, I don't have all the exact dates and agencies involved, but some of our United States clandestine agencies back in the early part of the 2000s under the Patriot Act were trying to develop platforms to harvest information about American citizens. And that was something you technically could not do as an agency. You know, there's, there's kind of that First Amendment and Fourth Amendment kind of thing going on there. You know, they can't just do what they want to do. And here, MySpace is just never getting traction. And suddenly, Facebook is. And there there are those that make the claim that there's a lot of, shall we say, uh, national intelligence, CIA-type money involved in Facebook. And they've been preferred and pushed. And TikTok is out there harvesting data. By the way, if you use Facebook, real, real quick word of advice. Ever see those cute little games like put your picture in here and we can make you look like a queen or what you may look like in 30 years? You have just given your picture to third parties that will now sell it, use it, attach it to your name, attach it to any bit of information that you have 
accidentally given away as they build a dossier on everything about you. Those games that are fun to play, share with your friends, are ways to sucker them into giving up information. Learn how to do it. Learn what it's all about. If you don't want the world to know it, don't share it. So a couple of other headlines, I thought these were rather funny. A queer-owned LGBTQ business is shut down by employees because they were not woke enough. (laughs) Mina's World, a cafe in Philadelphia, prided itself on being queer-owned, but they were simply not woke enough in the culture. In uh, the Salem-Kaiser School District in Oregon, has been in hot water for years. Parents have discovered that they still have pornographic books queer gender and all this nonsense and I'm looking at a screenshot in front of me right now of one of the books involved and this is now this is not we're not talking high school we're talking elementary and middle school and it's showing homosexual liaisons it is showing stuff that I can't even describe on radio without feeling very ill and sick And this is in your public schools. Your public schools. I can read headlines like this all day long. You can find them everywhere. You can watch even a couple of the talking heads on on the TV or go to Rumble or go here, go there. Stu Peters, doesn't matter. A lot of these people have some great information. Sometimes they go over the top. And they quietly have to either withdraw or pretend they didn't say it. But, you know, chronicling all this stuff in our world today is something that, at least for me, is getting old. Now, I'll continue to do it to a degree. I'm going to bring you stories, some of these that you may have heard, some you may not. And and maybe I need to spend less time on a particular story and just run through. Here is the weirdness in education. Here is the weirdness in the relationship between the CDC, the FDA, Pfizer, and everybody, and and why do they still you know promote a vaccine and they're still pushing it? I'm watching, I think it's Fox News last night, kind of late. We you know we went to bed real late, and then I still didn't get to sleep. And there there's an ad, you know, um, it has that music on it, and it's trying to you know go after the baby boomers. You know, it's kind of our music there. And, and we're going to, you know, we need to be bulletproof from COVID. The new buy, whatever it is. The, the new COVID shot. And the fine print tells you it does not stop you from getting or spreading COVID. But it may give you heart disease. Why are so many people dying? Why does a 37-year-old producer at ABC drop dead? I never heard of such stuff when I was 37. I never heard of anybody dropping dead that I knew. But it happens a lot now. It even happens on soccer fields. But you don't dare ask the question. Oh, no, no, no. Safe and effective, Bob. It's safe and effective. Then answer me this question. We had several members of our family come down with COVID 2020 even 2021 they're all all lived except for one 
And the one that didn't live, he's not a, someone I knew, someone we knew, was 86 in a nursing home, advanced Parkinson's, and was treated with the CDC protocol when he came down, allegedly, with COVID. You do the math. The others that decided to avoid being treated by a hospital, they lived. And a few that I knew were treated with the dreaded hydroxychloroquine. Ooh. And a couple with ivermectin, they're doing great. And even some with monoclonal antibodies, which they don't push anymore. Yet I also have seen within my family and friends list those that have been vaccinated one age 35, one age 57, one age 63 are now dead. Oh, it can't be the vaccine, Bob. It's just coincidental. And I'm looking over my lifetime. People in that age group know. There's something going on. You know it and I know it. So the crossroad I'm at with this radio program is, do I just sit here and chronicle the news? Or do we start doing something about the news? I I know, look, you and I, by ourselves, we can't do much. I need to remind you and others about the sickness that this world is. Sin sick, under God's judgment, on a collision day. And I want to remind you about the enemy in which we fight and how the enemy can be stealth, hidden, and dishonest. I need to always remind you of that dishonesty. So as I've said, I'm at a crossroad. Maybe I should continue doing some of the news, but I need to start giving us solutions. How do we put together maybe a homeschool co-op? How do we put together online groupings that are more secure, not so much in the public eye, where the Googles and the Facebooks and everybody is, you know, scrutinizing. There are a lot of things you can do to keep off the radar screen, but keep us connected. Shortwave radio, as I've mentioned, is one of them, where I can, you know, keep the headlines out there and then steer you to places we can gather. Online, in person, whatever the case may be, depending upon the region. I look at my ministry, and I'm not going to have time to talk about the fullness of the ministry that I have. That'll be later this week. But I'm realizing, my wife asked me a question last night, and I kind of just rattled it off. She said, you know, what, what are the things that are most important to you? What do you feel, you know, if you had to put in priority? Well, preaching is number one. That's who I really am. And I started as a radio announcer a million years ago. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I saw the handwriting on the wall. And I moved to engineering. And I then I worked for a Bible college and emergency management and, I, and the ordained ministry. I've had a very strange life. Preaching, teaching, and leading people to Christ is number one. Number one. Developing platforms to keep us connected, whether audio, video, both, written word, Number two, and you know, years ago before the pandemic, and I'll just say this, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details. Some of you know the story, some of you don't. I worked for a ministry and for 
quite a while. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Then some things happened that became very disturbing theologically and otherwise. And I saw things happening and and almost like a mockery of the Holy Spirit, it seemed to me. You know, the Holy Spirit seemed to change his mind every other week. We got to buy radio stations, got to get off the radio, got to do this, got to do that, got to be this, got to be that. Got It changed. It started getting weird and putting people on the program that were making false predictions that never came true. And these same clowns, these same prophetesses or prophets are still out there deceiving you. I know one that predicted the end of preparations was going to come in 2015. Well, it didn't happen. And I knew then that something was wrong. And some of the radio ministry work I was supposed to do just never happened. Then radio became less important. But one thing we did talk about, and one thing that I firmly believed in then, and, and I had my opinions and I had some questions even to myself, what do we do if the church is ever closed? Now, people laughed at that idea in 2015, 2014, and 2000, even 2016. Bob, this is America. Problem is just getting people to go to church. We don't need an alternative. We, we're not pushed into the catacombs. And I kept saying then, even on the old radio program I had your weekend show, the day's going to come that we're going to be pushed into a catacomb of sorts. And I was laughed at. And I was mocked a few times. Bob, the problem is we just have lazy Christians. We just need to get out there and, and you know, knock door to door and, you know, give them door knockers and, and you know, get on Facebook and advertise. And, and, and you know, God, will, they'll just come. If they get something, then they'll come back. I'm going, you know, in, in my denomination, they have a hard time understanding, I think, the, the depth of, of what, that God has laid in my heart of being an evangelist and the foolishness of preaching. And like I say, I'll talk about that crossroad in a couple of days. But the question was raised, so how do we prepare for the day that the church may be pushed underground? Can we do an online service? Can we do everything in that service? And I had to pray about it because of my position within my church group that their their knee-jerk reaction would be, now nah, you got to come to the church building, Bob. That's how we do it here. But what if you can't get to the building? Well, this is America. That ain't never going to happen. This ain't Russia or China or North Korea. And I remind you that the United Kingdom and Europe, they've abandoned the faith in droves. They've spit in the face of Christ. They've given him the finger, literally. They mock his, his holy name to their own damnation. And they call the Bible hate speech. And it's happening all across the, the Western industrialized world that is being scooped up by the World Economic Forums, United Nations, the globalists, the World Health Organization, all of them in tandem wanting a one world, one religion world. And then we discovered in 2020, tell people there's a deadly virus out there and lie about it. Yeah, the liquor store stayed open. The marijuana shop stayed open. 
the grocery store stayed open. Just walk in one direction. You know, the coronavirus does not walk in the opposite direction. If you go down this aisle in this direction and stay, and the coronavirus can only travel 5 feet 11 inches. And then it got sillier. Okay, you can come to a restaurant but put on your face diaper as you're walking down in the as you're walking in the restaurant, you got to wear it. As soon as you sit down, see the coronavirus is 5 feet in the air. So as long as you're sitting down, you're underneath it. You remember that stuff? And things began to open up. But in many places, the restrictions on churches were over the top. You're only allowed 10 or 15 people. There were some that used to use, use numbers like, you're only allowed a maximum of 20 people in a church that, set, that seated three or 400. If your church seated 50, you still can only have 10 or 15 people. And then we had the church, you know, uh, the Facebook church and all that stuff. And so many were so ill-prepared. And so I am just crying my eyes out before God. We cannot be that unprepared again. And that ministry today does a service of sorts. I viewed it, and I've got a few theological issues with it and some other problems with them to this day. But it's what we discussed when I worked for them and said we need to be prepared for this time. And it's something that I'm looking at trying to do as one of my ministries, besides having a a talk and teaching online channel that is shared among friends, ways of getting material to people so they can have it on their computer to play, being on shortwave to be that beacon on a dark night and bring people into the faith and stop worrying about denominational religiosity and worry more about bringing people into the kingdom. It may put me at a very big crossroad and I'll talk about that in a couple of days. Do you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder? I need to hear from you as we finish out this year. I want to thank all of you that support us. Once again, here's the mailing address. You can use the web, you can go to the webpage, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. You can support us from there. Our mailing address, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. I'll talk about Ancient Word this week too. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. 24319. And when we get back tomorrow, I'll pick up on this, and then Thursday we'll share a lot more. And just, like I say, pray for me right now. We, we are at a crossroad. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.